0: From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. With me this week are Kyle Matissik hello, and Emily Finnerty. Hi. We're going to talk about hosting a game night this week. It's uh, trickier than you might think, and there's more to consider than you might have in mind. And we're going to get straight into the details here. Uh, as, as either as a host or a guest. Let's start with the hosting stuff. If you're going to host a game night at your place, how many guests is a good number do you think to invite?
1: Uh, I, I would say any, anywhere from like eight to like 12, depending on how big your house is. I mean, uh, like to, to me, that amount of people for versus the amount of games that you would own and be able to like throw at those people, that seems about right. To it's me. a good crowd? Yeah, it's a good crowd. How about you, man?
2: Um, when I like to throw game nights. I like to throw them with a specific game in mind, sort of mm. like a bigger game that I can't really make the time to play casually in an afternoon, just kind of calling people. So, for example, last week, a bunch of us got together, we played Eclipse, and it was great, but it took us three weeks to get ourselves together to play <laughs> Eclipse. Um, so it turned into a game night of just the four of us, because that was the 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 goal the point was to play eclipse and everything else was kind of secondary
0: that's 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 one of those huge crazy epic complicated things where everybody has to really pay a lot of attention
2: i got my butt kicked (laughs) but um yeah so when i when i throw game nights i like to sort of start out like invite as many people as i know will want to play the one specific particular game that i really want to play and they agreed ahead of time to play it with me and then after that i can just kind of
0: so that's a really specific guest list. Uh, so you're not inviting yeah, family or or couples or or well, No, it can uh, or, be. Or that's dates. the thing.
2: It doesn't. It can be anybody, but it's got to be. Again, like if you if we need six people to play Game of Thrones. I can say, I need six people to play Game of Thrones, and someone can be like, I'll play, can I bring my girlfriend? I'm like, Yeah, bring your girlfriend. Will she play Game of Thrones? Yes, great, then she can totally come. If the, my dad overhears me on the phone and is like, hey, I want to play Game of Thrones, then my dad can come play Game of Thrones. But so, it's
1: it's the idea of the, the uh the game that, that you wanna have. I mean if you want to play something that's gonna be a little bit longer, like like I'm not gonna invite a family of like four to to play D D with me. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm not gonna do that. That's like that's unrealistic. So if I'm if I'm Looking at having a game night, and it's in towards just like having my family there, uh, then I'm I'm going to it, invite my family, which involves kids as well. So there might be a lot of party s games, a lot of charadesy kind of games, and where everyone can be involved. Where if I depending on how many people I have, it, you know, it just it does matter. The people that you invite to this party, it, it does end up mattering. Um, you just got to really plan ahead with what games you would want to play. For sure,
0: and yeah. if you if you got a more of a casual type of thing. Where you're not going to play a certain specific game, we're just going to play stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Then, uh, then you can be a bit more flexible and open that way. Um. It doesn't always have to be close friends, too. If you want to like build like a group of people to invite, um, just like you want to get to know these people, like friends of friends, uh, like inviting that one friend and then getting them to invite like a few friends and getting their friends to invite invite a few friends to have games uh, prepared for that. Um, and again, it'd be very party esque. A lot of like, uh, like asking each other questions and stuff like that. So I would, I would, I pay attention to party games for that, for
2: okay. sure.
0: So it depends on what kind of people you're gonna. Alright, yeah, what about uh, atmosphere and stuff? Do you play
1: music?
2: Depends on the game.
1: Right. I, I always play music. Uh, if I, I don't know because I'm kind of like a music nerd. It's as true. Well. You're in. a big Yeah, league. I really like music. Um, so I I usually would play something um, uh, instrumental. Nothing with uh, yeah, lyrics, nothing fair. to, like, distract from gameplay. Um, and then depending on what kind of game you want to play, like, if we're playing Game of Thrones, you are obviously going to play the soundtrack for Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, like, right why right why, right why wouldn't it? It's going gonna, gonna to put you in the mood. If you're playing anything that involves Lord of the Rings, guess what you're playing. for? Lord, Clips, yeah, you want some yeah. science fiction-sounding yeah. e- stuff. Exactly. So, and then, I, I don't know, like, if you're playing... If you're playing like the uh, cash and guns with the expansion, then maybe you want to have some gangster rap. Who knows? Like, like, but like, all in all, you got to look at it like, uh, what? what's your crowd? Who Who's involved? But I, yes, I always play music because it's kind of weird to play a game with just no nothing in the no background. No ambient you know? noise, just dead yeah.
2: silence. Yeah. Even
1: doing this podcast without music is making me feel awkward. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think that depends on the game. I mean, games that involve more sort of talking and communicating, it might be better to play in like... Some silence, like maybe some yeah, like some ambient, atmospheric, instrumental stuff, kind of low in the background. But mm. when you're playing a, like a big shouty game, you really don't want to have to shout over the tunes.
1: Or maybe you will. Who knows? Yeah, it's, 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 I, I for me, I think there's there's a um, a time and a place for music and for like, but to me that means all the time and every place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how uh, whenever we do an episode about how to X. The answer always winds up being, it depends
1: on why. It, well, well, yeah, well, it, that's life though. It's, it's never, true. It's never gonna be it's like a black and white. Yeah, there's there's always no a gray arguments. and there's always color. Like. For sure. Alright, here's a question
0: for you. Should you start with the heavier, more complicated games where everybody's fresh and then sort of taper off to being uh, you know, lighter stuff at the end when people are tired, or should you start with lighter fare, get people warmed up and then get them into the heavy stuff later? What, what should the arc of your game night look
2: like? I think that it, it probably depends who you're playing with. But me, most of the time, I'd say like the vast majority of the time, I would say go for the complicated stuff first. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is still excited about the idea of playing a three-hour board game when they just showed <laughs> up. And, you know, everyone's only had, you know, one beer instead of like six, which might be the case in three hours. So, yeah, have your games first. Everyone's more fresh, more focused. And if you're an adult and you bring adult beverages to your game nights... You really don't want to be focusing too much, like later on.
1: Uh, for for me, I, I I don't like to play really really heavy games on like on the usual. I know that like a lot of people do, but that's not all of like a you know board game culture. I mean, like there's so many games. There's just so many, and I'm I'm the kind of guy who likes really kind of short games, like anything from an hour or under. So I would I would base a, a whole game night just on shorter games. Like so the things okay. that are just really quick-paced and easy to kind of get through.
0: Suppose then you've got some short games and some more medium-ish games. Yeah, like so a little, little bit, little bit bigger, but not not something huge yeah. and heavy like Eclipse. Like medium. Yeah. Do, it, do you lead it, off yeah. with the really short stuff, or do you lead off with the medium-ish stuff?
1: Uh, you know what? I would lead off with the yeah the medium stuff. I like it, it. just depends on like if it's going to be a like a party that has alcohol or not. Right. Because like that will affect people's like uh, gusto and like willingness to play. Um. But yeah, be able to be, being able to start off with a medium kind of game is always nice. Cause like then you that you know the people like coming in to play the game. Like you know that this is a game night. It's not just like us playing spot it for like it's it's
2: not just drinking and then oh right we have board games here I guess we should probably do that
0: yeah, the mm-hmm. games wind up being the focus of the attention yeah. when they're when they're a bit more involved. One thing that I've done sometimes at game nights, and it's it's usually worked okay, is I start out with something really feather light as an opener, just to get people warmed up. Something like Spot It, or like Win Lose Banana. Sure, <laughs> if, if if you have three attendees at your game night, then sure, why not? You know, three is the perfect number for that. But uh, the only number
2: for that. It,
0: actually, it is. You're right. Um, but something that's going to be over with in like five minutes, just to break the ice, and that's it. And then immediately. Go into something that's more medium or heavy sort of weight, and then towards the end we taper it off to be the lighter stuff.
1: Oh, that's a cool idea.
0: What's um, what's a good
1: closer? I mean, what, what's a good game to finish with? Oh, I I don't I am dreading saying this, but like Cards Against Humanity is a good like to uh, me. It's a good. Someone had to bring not it up. Not. Eventually, someone had to bring it up. It's like oh, I I feel like a, you know what I it's it's just a it's a night. It, any game that's like that is a, is a good way to end. So snake oil as well, or sure. apples to apples, like leaning towards that. It, to me, is a good ender because like, uh, then everyone can get their voice heard and everything is good. You know, like the, it, the thing
0: it, that those games have in common is that they're not about. The exercise of I am better at this than you. They're mm-hmm. they're they're really really light. Anybody can win. There's no right or wrong answers. I mean, in snake oil, there there is there is say, uh, salesmanship and skill involved in selling your uh, your product, but ultimately it's not down to who's the most skilled it's down to which one the uh, the player's turn it is liked the best
1: yeah and, and uh, in a game like that everyone at some point is allowed to be the judge or the person who's kind of like uh, uh, getting that round together so as like a closer game everyone in a sense would feel important at some you point and kind of get back game, at yeah. people for earlier games yeah too. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like uh, I'm not going to pick your thing even though it's the best because I'm the judge this round and you screwed me the last <laughs> game you know and a-
2: another thing I think why those games are good closers is because they don't have a hard and fast end. Mm-hmm. You can sort of arbitrarily decide when they finish whenever yeah, you want. just be done with. You can taper sort of taper yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people sort of playing even even like lighter medium-sized board games that have a clear sort of like end you know, solution or anything like end condition. It's it If it's late at night you're getting tired you don't want to finish it but you feel bad just kind of like stopping in the middle of it because <laughs> that's stupid and like, oh, I guess we're just going to have to keep playing. Oh, I'm really tired. Oh, the subway closes in like 20 minutes. Yeah. I never so, thought of
1: it that way, but it, it's, it's totally true. Yeah, like so it, it's, it's nice to be able to sort
2: of yeah. opt out whenever without affecting the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some more awkward sort of things that can happen. What do you do with stragglers and later arrivals? You've started a game, somebody arrives, either they were late or you weren't expecting them, and they did an RSVP, and it's going to be a while before they're going to get to join in. What's your policy?
1: Well, I, I find that when I set up uh, little game nights like this, um, I treat it a lot like a local like venue, like a local show mm. where they they go by something called like punk time where they, <laughs> yeah, where they, they set it up like doors open at seven. Uh, you know first band is on at eight uh, and then so on and so forth and then the show ends around this time. Uh, setting up a time for like a game night for this is same sort of thing. Like it starts at seven. first game starts at eight depending on your, if you're there or not, but come whenever you want. So, if stragglers come into uh, into my house and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, it's like eight fifteen you know it's like after when the first game was starting, I either tell them to do a hundred push ups or <laughs> I, I I tell them that they're gonna have to wait till the next game, and usually because uh the people who I invite to these things are tight like i'm not i like I don't invite like strangers usually, but that's not a problem, but yeah, if they come then they're they should be okay with watching the like the beginning to an end of a game because the first game is always going to be something a little bit smaller anyways so
0: What's your policy, Em?
2: Um, I think it depends what game you're playing, too. Like we were saying, games like Snake Oil and Cards Against Humanity are easy to opt out if you want to leave, but the same goes for showing up. So if you show up 20 minutes late and we're playing Snake Oil, well, we can just kind of deal you in Mm. and the game doesn't change and Mm -hmm. it'll take us five minutes to explain it to you and it's no big deal. But if, we're, if we we're sort of like 20 minutes into an incredibly complicated game or like we're 20 minutes into a teach of a game and everyone's just starting to understand how it works, then you knew you were supposed to be here 20 minutes ago and you didn't let anybody know and that's your problem.
1: <laughs> get everyone to throw chips at them or something. Yeah. Sometimes no, you, you, can, you,
2: can, you can watch and have a beer or you can like kind of like pair up and be with somebody else and kind of offer advice and mm-hmm. be passive. But...
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're late, it's it's your own freaking fault. Yeah. So let's. Uh, so what about uh, food and snacks and drinks and stuff? If you're you know, obviously it's uh, you know, having to keep your glass on a separate table can be annoying. But when uh, you when you when you're, when you're running one of these things, is it a good idea to make people keep their drinks off the table, or is it okay to have different kinds of food, or what? what what's your policy there?
1: Uh, well, someone close to me said that carrots is a good idea. Um, our
2: handsome <laughs> yeah, sound tech
1: yeah. guess the carrots hi Trevor,
2: <laughs> hi, Trevor. Uh,
1: so he, yeah carrots are a great idea Like um, uh, ch- chips to me are okay but they're kind of greasy so being able to hand out like napkins because if it's your own personal game uh, you don't want it to get all destroyed um, so yeah uh, watching out for that drinks on the table I'm totally down with that unless it's a, a, a again uh, something that involves a lot of like personal m- movement with the players like uh like again, cash and guns. Like I keep leaning on that because it's a very it's a physical game as well. But uh, like any sort of charadesy type of game um, or some sort of grabby game, even um, like like Jungle Speed, uh, that you're not going to want to have drinks on the table. So it all depends on what kind of game you're playing. Usually, I'm just like whatever, do your own thing, because you don't want to play, you don't want to put too many rules on your guests, mm. because that's kind of lame. If they if they walk in, and you're like, listen, here's a list. And you got to sign off on the bottom with your, you know, with your signature. I don't want to do that to my guests. You know? <laughs> are you that
0: permissive, or do you take a harder line um, with guests?
2: I'm, I'm pretty permissive. I, I try to play board games with people that understand how much board games cost and how much they mean to me. Mm. So, you not know, like if you play board games with like the right kinds of people, they will sort of have an understanding that you know, like I, this is not a thing. I want to get grease all over, and they'll be very respectful of your stuff. I mean, I feel that everyone should hang out with people that are respectful of their stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of snacks that can be like transported, like bowls of things that can be passed around mm. and held in one's lap until somebody else decides they want a wasabi pea and then it can just probably <laughs> passed around. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you Kyle about like the, the stuff on the table in terms of liquids because liquids are dangerous and if you're going to be wiggling your arms around, it's probably a bad idea. So that's a very good point about physical stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and ultimately, what it's down to, the, the success or failure of your game night is really going to come down to one thing, and that's who's there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's the quality of the invitees, much more so than the quality of the games, that, uh, that winds up making it or breaking it. Mm-hmm. And you can be sort of uh, you know, hardline about drinks and snacks on the table, or you can be permissive about it. You know, so, okay, here's coasters, here's napkins. And people, if you invite the right people, they will be considerate and they will be good about that stuff.
1: So you might want to, uh, have, like, if you're kind of, like, weird about rules um, and you're inviting, <laughs> and you're inviting uh, new people, if you're saying, like, I'm inviting you, you can invite people as well, maybe you want more rules in place because if you're inviting people into your home, like, it's a totally different story if you were inviting them to Snakes and Lattes, let's say. Because if you're inviting new people to, to Snakes and Lattes, then it's our place, you know? It's like, you, you're all welcome to come in. But if it's your house, maybe you want to be a little bit picky and choosy about who's going to be stepping foot into your house. All right. Any final words?
0: No. Nope. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll do it then. We hope you get
0: to uh, have a game night with some of your friends sometime soon. Totally. And uh, if you can't manage uh, all the logistics, you can always come and join us at Snakes and Lattes, where you will always be welcome. Always. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Emily Finerty and Kyle Game on.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. You can find more from the Game Gurus by subscribing to the Snakes and Lattes YouTube channel or by visiting our blog go to snakesandlattes.com and click where it says blog up near the top of the page. Until next week,
2: I'm P.T. Douglas, game on.